0: It's the SeltzerCast with your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Now's the time to crack open your favorite carbonated beverages and take a sip. Mmm, tasty. It's bubbly, isn't it? Hi, welcome to the SeltzerCast. I'm your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Today we have a guest who will be drinking Lacroix Pastique, Pastec, I'm not sure, uh, or the watermelon flavor. Uh, she's a theme park journalist and the host of a new podcast, Very Amusing. Please welcome Carly Wiesel to the podcast. Carly, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm sitting here with a cold can of seltzer, just waiting to open it. (laughs) Can I?
0: Yeah, we could do that.
1: Is it time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: We'll crack it open. Yeah. Cool. You have like a cozy over it as well. That's great.
1: Yes, I am. um, I'm in the basement. I'm currently in Colorado for like one more week and it's winter here and I'm so cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> so, spoiling, the, right? yeah, so, yeah, the it was wow. snowing. It was so bizarre. Um, but the cozy is to keep me not cold, <laughs> instead of to keep the drink cold.
0: Very, very smart. Okay. So, um, just a
1: home run of a flavor.
0: Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, we'll say that right away is that um, I was not aware of this flavor until that you told me about this flavor, and I'm very happy it exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish it was. Um, personally, I wish I knew about it sooner because it is. it does taste like the perfect summer drink. And now that we're going into the fall, um, I probably would still drink it anyway, but it is super refreshing.
1: I think it's new because I like to consider myself pretty up to date when it comes to bubbly news. And my friend Michael, who uh, he's Michael Does Disney on Instagram, he posted about this and I was like, what?
0: <laughs> like
1: how how have I how have I never seen this cuz he posted about this and a few other new flavors. right One is I think limoncello which tastes like cake. It's very it's very heavy. Oh, but okay. it took me a while to find this one and then I finally yeah, yeah. did and was like, oh, "Oh yeah, this is the ticket."
0: Yeah, it is super delicious and something that I always mention on the podcast is like I like seltzers that don't have a bland flavoring. Like, it's crazy that it is zero calories, but you still get like a full flavor of watermelon in it. So, I feel like I'm definitely getting that through this can, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about the name?
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I know. Cause I thought it was pastique. It's not, it's pastec, apparently.
1: Yes. Uh, my Siri is, I just changed it because they added like more options of what voice your Siri could be. So right, I think right. mine is Australian. <laughs> and so I was like, how do I pronounce this? So I have, I think, an Australian woman pronouncing. Right, right, the name. right. right. <laughs> so she, I think she said past stick. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. But like the elephant in the room here is that. This is a Wisconsin company, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So we did an episode of um, about Lacroix already, and I that was another thing too is that like people say Lacroix, Lacroix, like there's, but it's it's Lacroix according to the company because it rhymes with enjoy. That's apparently like a slogan that they <laughs> use. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Yeah it's insane that there's nothing French about it whatsoever. Uh, One of our previous guests said that like the bottom slogan where it says zero calories, zero zero sweetener, zero sodium, innocent. She thought it was a bad French translation. It's funny that it's not like that they are from Wisconsin and it's in a very American company.
1: Yeah, and of all states. Like, some states, if you're near, like, maybe a French-speaking region of Canada, like, if you're up there, perhaps. But Wisconsin?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's actually the same company, too, that um, creates Faygo. But they're just... Do you know what Faygo is? What? Like, the insane Cloud posse drink? Yeah, it's the same <laughs> um, bottling company as well, so... Oh, my Very God, I'm learning so much.
1: I mean, like, I understand with a Pamplemousse because that's fun to say and, like, appealing yes. to Americans, but literally can't pronounce this. <laughs> Researched it more than once and still don't know how to say it. The which, inter- to me, feels like a marketing fail.
0: The interesting thing, too, is, like, right underneath it, it says watermelon in parentheses, but the font and color that they use almost blends into the background of the can. So upon looking <laughs> at it at first, You don't see initially that it says watermelon. You just see in big letters that it says pastique, pastec, whatever you want to pronounce it.
1: And that's not a common term.
0: No, I didn't know that. Like,
1: limoncello, I get. Like, ooh, sounds fancy. I do not know what this is. Like, I'm still looking at it confused.
0: Yeah, Absolutely so what is your relationship to seltzer are you like a big seltzer drinker
1: (laughs) so i wasn't for a very long time i mean when i was younger i loved like a clearly canadian which i think is lightly carbonated okay so hadn't really been too big into fizzy beverages but then i married someone who comes from a strong seltzer loving lineage and their family is Canada dry people. So like not really entry level, like you open the fridge and it's all plain cans of seltzer, just plain. And it took my body about five years to fully adapt to their level of seltzer consumption. But now I'm all in. I mean, uh, we're talking like four a day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I I feel like bad admitting that. Why do I feel bad? No,
0: it's that's how I am too. I always say that like, For me, it was like a replacement for soda. So I feel like I had a lot of soda growing up and then just seltzer itself fills that void of like having bubbliness, like with a dinner or something. So um, I totally get that. And similarly, I did not like it when I first had it as well. Like my dad would drink it and I just, there's something about it that I understand why people don't like it, but I personally love it and learned to love it, you know? So
1: I will add that sometimes certain brands make me feel like I'm just inhaling air, like very Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm just going to float away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And LaCroix is one of those brands where for some reason, like even already, I feel like, oh, like my body feels like a balloon ready for liftoff, which is why I usually go like on a, a regular night, I'll do a Topo Chico and then I'll be like, I can't have two of those. These are fancy. So then I'll have like a can of something else and just like progress worse and worse.
0: I only uh, yeah. had, I only had go for the first time um, on the show a couple days ago, and I loved it. It is so good.
1: Oh, it's, <laughs> ooh, it's a it's a real tight bubble. Um, as my, as my husband likes to say, he likes a crisp bubble. Yeah. So he, Canada dry is very crisp. Mm-hmm. Like it's very sharp. <laughs> uh, and LaCroix is a little softer of a bubble. Listen, have I been to restaurants where they gave me a water seltzer menu and I got to choose and was delighted? Of course. I'm very involved in the different types of bubbles. Yeah. And I think LaCroix's flavor is what they provide better than their bubble Boy. texture
0: absolutely do you like the packaging as well or are you all about no, like the design I'm over you it. don't i'm really over
1: it. yeah because now that i know i'm being lied to and especially like they had a general loss of trust during that like natural flavor bonanza right so i'm kind of like not only do we not really know what's in this not only are you not french like you're also trying to be very artsy i don't know it's all feels misleading
0: Gotcha. Yeah. But you are a fan of the watermelon flavor, at least.
1: Yeah, the watermelon flavor really brought me back to the brand, I gotta okay. say, because I became a, a bubbly person for a while. The Pepsi-owned seltzer company, mm-hmm. I was kind of into them for a bit. And this watermelon flavor, no one has anything like it.
0: No, and I don't think I've heard of watermelon seltzer until LaCroix like, invented I th- it. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: know. I think bubbly has a green can that's watermelon flavored but it didn't resonate with me the way this one did
0: gotcha so maybe the marketing kind of works on God! this can i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so you've recently launched the podcast very amusing uh do you want to just tell a little bit about yourself and what the podcast is and what led you yeah. to go into <laughs> can you imagine
1: if i was like <laughs> yeah we're pivoting to drink reviews <laughs> 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 um yes very amusing is my theme park podcast i am a theme park reporter and uh it's just a way for me to report on stories that can't really live anywhere else Mm -hmm. a lot of times i write for magazines and websites and those stories are more geared towards the common fan someone who's planning a trip someone who goes maybe once or twice a year but as someone who's focused on this full time, I'm very invested in the minutia. So uh, I'm basically like reporting news stories about if there's a ghost in a ride, which I did last week, things like that. Just uh, really honing in on the stories that don't always make it out anywhere. It's
0: been fun. Yeah, it's super exciting. I actually listened to the ghost episode today and I loved it so much. It was so Thank good. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I am I mean, truly sent an email to a PR person being like, can you confirm this ghost? And they didn't know. Like, they're not going to be like, yes, we have confirmed that employees say there's a ghost on level three of this ride. Like, uh, it whoops, but I had to do it.
0: So I've enjoyed, like I said, hearing like theme park secrets that people might not know about. And I wanted to know more so about like the research process of it, because you're essentially researching a fandom that anybody who's a fan of like Disney and Universal, they all seem to act like I know that, I know that, I know that. So where do you I guess where is the research in like where do you find these stories that uh like people selling things in the utilidors Like where where does that come <laughs> from? Where yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh my approach has always been that the people who are theme park fans are the experts. So I, I've i found, I don't want to be like great success, but it's been really helpful for especially reporting on these teeny tiny random stories is that anybody who's as invested in theme parks as I am, even if they're not a reporter, they know as much, if not extremely, extremely, extremely more than I do. So a lot of times uh, we have a call in hotline, so people will call in and answer, but a lot of times I'll just basically Pull the audience and post on Twitter or Instagram and be like, does anybody work at this attraction? Does anyone work at this hotel? And ask them and they really are the experts at the end of the day. Uh, I think that understanding that people in the theme park community all have so much knowledge is why why the job is very hard sometimes. But also I think that utilizing that and commending them for that and like involving them in the process just makes everything better. Because whenever there's a story out there where it's like the wrong picture of a castle and you're talking about a different park or stories that confuse Disney and Universal. All of us hate it. Fans, reporters, everyone gets mad. So I think that together in the community, it's nice to like involve people who may not usually be speaking to media about like how did birds end up in this hotel atrium to like bring it all together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not many people are reporting about the ghosts and Disney rides, so it's exciting to finally hear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it comes—you have it. to have
1: like a, a healthy acceptance of the fact that you don't know everything, right. which I I try to be very public about. Mm-hmm. Like even today, uh, like I didn't know that Goofy dressed as a cowboy last year at a character themed event, which like I should know that, and like maybe I forgot, and I feel dumb about it still. But also, I'm very appreciative to the person who told me, and I was like, yeah. They knew that and I didn't because there's too much to know.
0: Right. I think also it's just like when you're a cast member, like there's just certain things that that's your job and maybe that you would experience like every single day that wouldn't be weird to them. But hearing it in the context of like a podcast, you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Because it's not like, general news and stuff.
1: Yes. That's why I've had so much fun connecting with people and reporting some of these stories because they're so normal to the people who work there and they don't think it's weird. And I'm like, excuse me, this is weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one of the big debates that we have on this podcast, and I tend to ask all of our guests, um, I'm going to put you in a scenario where in these COVID times you're out to eat sure and you order a seltzer and you see them from the tap hit like the soda button how much do you expect to pay for that seltzer should it be free or
1: okay so you are about to get a five paragraph essay of an answer no sure yeah yeah so (laughs) I have been in this situation already yeah. during COVID times. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll take it back. Um, I went to Florida when Walt Disney World opened to report a news story about the opening. And while I was there, I spent a day at Universal just to to know what all the parks were doing, to compare and contrast, things like that. And recently, like whenever I rent a car or I have a car on property, I'm very into like stopping and getting a seltzer in a big styrofoam cup and bringing it into the park.
0: Sure. And
1: it being 410 degrees there, all I wanted was a fountain seltzer over ice in a cup. Like I was dreaming of it. I was craving it because Universal has Coke Freestyle machines. And I don't know if you've discussed this yet, but the seltzer in Coke Freestyle machines is the best seltzer, period. It's the Interesting.
0: best. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: sometimes you get like, you have to make sure no one had orange crush before you. Like you have to make sure that the canisters. Right. Like i I'm a, yeah. a very particular person, <laughs> if you can't tell. So I was like, they have freestyle machines. I'm going to do it. And then I got there and was like, oh, people are self-serving with like reusable cups. Sure. I can't do that. So I've faced the disappointment of being like, I'm so close to this fountain (laughs) seltzer and can't do it. And I went up to a different counter and was like, I will pay you whatever it costs for you to give me a seltzer out of your personal soda machine. Right. Which they did for free, which was very unnecessary. So I would say I would pay $5 for that.
0: Okay. Interesting. No, because I always say like... um, so something we always bring up is like certain restaurants, I feel like I should be making like a map. Certain restaurants will not charge you for seltzer. So places like Shake Shack routinely will just be like, oh, if you want a seltzer, we'll just give it to you like off tap. But mm-hmm. then there's other restaurants who will charge you like $2 or something because of it. And um, we, we have discussed like why, like if it's just water and air, like what is the process that goes into
1: yeah. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, like I do pay for a full freestyle soda of just course. to get this seltzer. Like yeah, yeah, I've done yeah. it multiple times in many locations. I kind of enter it the reverse way where I'm like, I understand that this model is prejudice against seltzer. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to pay the soda price. Yes. And if you give it to me for free, what a delight.
0: Exactly. That's, I think that's it, that it's like, it is such a treat when it is free. So I
1: will, okay. I will ask you the question. Mm -hmm. If it's the type of situation where you buy a cup and then you go up to a machine and if they have that little, you know, like the side, the side one that's like, that says soda and it's just soda water. Yes. Would you feel guilty getting a water cup and using the seltzer button?
0: No, because I have done that many times at Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. No, yeah, because it's it's rough because it does say the word soda. So technically you are using a water cup. But yeah. it is seltzer water and they won't charge you for a water cup. So the bubbles, like what is the the cost regarding that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh If you had to craft your own seltzer what would it be and why like what flavors would you include
1: okay so my dream seltzer does exist and it's very bad (laughs) so um the jelly belly company came out with their own line of seltzers
0: (laughs) did they really yes did
1: i order them with expensive delivery (laughs) for my birthday affirmative <laughs> um and they came out with a watermelon seltzer which that's my favorite jelly right. belly jelly bean is a watermelon jelly belly and they had that seltzer flavor and it doesn't taste the way i want it to just because it would have to be sugar water for it to yeah, to be yeah the yeah. right taste mm-hmm. um this Lacroix one very on brand uh much better but that like to me like a candy turning into a seltzer was a dream it fell a bit short But that, I mean, that's my dream flavor.
0: Was this recent, the Jelly Belly Seltzers?
1: Yeah. uh, They were having a sale. I wonder why. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was in June.
0: Gotcha. Have you heard about the factory owner?
1: I have. And I'm very confused. Me too. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: I, I, I don't. If So like the company was sold recently and they moved, why do I know this? They moved (laughs) production overseas from what I understand. So they still have locations, like they have one in Wisconsin. Wow, this is too full circle. But they have a Jelly Belly factory in Wisconsin that I don't believe still does production. They just have like a store, maybe distribution stuff like that. So I'm kind of like, this dude isn't currently the CEO of the company. They're producing overseas. Are you just going to walk into like a warehouse with a conveyor belt and you have to spend money to buy in? I'm just, I would rather spend that money and Jelly Belly's website yeah. and just know I'm getting beans. You know no, what
0: I, mean? I agree. It's, uh yeah, for anybody listening that doesn't know, the Jelly Belly CEO, possibly no longer the CEO. Maybe
1: founder? <laughs> Maybe a founder?
0: Set up a website and a Facebook page where each state you can submit $50 and go on a scavenger hunt with your family to have almost like a Willy Wonka experience where you can maybe get a golden ticket and get a key to the factory or $5,000 he said I think at one point it, it does like the website does seem very shady and like knockoff Wonka which is like a red flag in itself <laughs> um, but uh, yeah fascinating to hear about that Yeah, it feels a world. bit like a scam definitely but... <laughs> It's the Seltzer Cast with your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Folks, let me ask you, do you love movies? Do you spend your days thinking about how much you just love to watch movies, the good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Superyaki is the place for you. The team at Superyaki loves movies as well, so much so that they dedicate every waking moment of their life to bring you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them from super soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms to all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all of their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. Pretty nice if you ask me. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. And now, listeners, I have a treat for you. Anyone listening to this podcast can take 10% off of their next order with code SUPERFRIEND at checkout. The code is SUPERFRIEND in all caps and no spaces at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Superyaki.com. You had to assign seltzer flavors for the members of Duffy and Friends what would they <gasps> be and why oh my god
1: <laughs> okay uh, I will start with my least favorite which is Olu and I will give him blue raspberry because I think that <laughs> would be absolutely nauseating as a seltzer flavor just like his personality is Um, for Cookie Ann I'm going to give her I don't even know if this exists yet but I feel like a birthday cake flavored seltzer because she's a baker and that's like a common flavor goo essence. Like, I don't (laughs) think you could do a sugar cookie seltzer, but like birthday cake feels kind of in canon, like something they would randomly sell at Target just Mm -hmm. for fun. Um, Oh my God. Duffy. (laughs) What is he brings to mind like a very like heartwarming vibe. So maybe like a holiday seltzer there's something that chant like maybe a, like a not like a nutmeg and like not like a cinnamon but maybe like a hot toddy seltzer or something like that
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: shelly may, mm, may a pink lemonade
0: cool yeah why is this weirdly <laughs> easy
1: i'm like this is not scripted i'm just like oh this is this is how i feel and Gelatoni, oh, my God. Oh, and Stella Lou. I still have Stella Lou. Stella Lou's very, everything with her is purple. Mm-hmm. So I would want uh, like a savory lilac or no, a violet. Violet. Cool. Um, there is this, God, what are they called? Dry soda company. They have a, a violet soda that's basically like a sugary or not. Yeah. I always confuse violet my Uh violet flavored drink. It's really good. Um, so maybe something like that. Cool. Gelatoni. Oh, he's a painter.
0: He's kind of French, maybe. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) I kind of, I want something apple-based.
0: Okay, cool. But
1: I I don't want it to be too green apple. You know, I don't want it to be too, like, tart. So maybe, not apple cinnamon, that's too oatmeal-y. Maybe apple pear.
0: Cool. That's a good problem. Yeah. Gelatoni and LaCroix both share that they act French and they're probably not. (laughs) Um, So before you go, uh, what we usually do is rate the bubbliness and then rate the overall seltzer. So the bubbliness essentially like um, just the bubble content itself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean whether you prefer it or not, but yeah.
1: Okay. Is is this scale like a a one out of five based on uh, like amount crisp out of 10? Okay. Yes. So 10 Uh, being
0: like the most bubbles you've ever felt. And then also (laughs) 10 being like the best for the rating out of whether you like it or not.
1: Okay. I'm going to give this a four for bubbles because I feel like it, it gets also, I don't know if it's cans or it's just LaCroix. It gets flat quickly. Yes. So even now it's not as bubbly. So it's going to get a four. And then, I'm sorry, what was the other category? Just categories? overall. Overall? Out
0: of ten. Yeah, yeah. If you like it or not.
1: I give this one a roundup. I'll give them a seven.
0: Cool. Okay. Yeah. I guess for bubbles, I'll say, yeah, I'll say like a four. I agree that it gets flat quickly because I feel like the first sip that you take is like pretty hard. And then it Yeah, and I like even have bit. this
1: like cozy thing.
0: Yeah. And then overall, I'll say an eight. I really like it. Wow.
1: You're feeling the summertime vibes.
0: Yeah, it was good. (laughs) All righty. So before you head out, uh, do you want to just tell them about Very Amusing and where to follow you on Twitter?
1: Oh, yes. Um, my name is Carly Wiesel, so I have every URL and handle <laughs> that exists online. Uh, thank goodness. So you can find me at Carly Wiesel on Instagram, on Twitter. I have a private Facebook group where we're talking about everything from Starbucks drinks to foreign theme parks all day long. And my podcast, Very Amusing with Carly Wiesel, that's me, uh, is on all of the places that you got podcasts at. But apparently you're supposed to, say, go to Apple. So find us on
0: Apple. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, everything. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> all right, thank you, Carly. This was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. This was, it was great. Talking nice talking. It's like a midday, and... midday little watermelon. Yeah,
0: drink. nice little treat. All right, thank you. Thanks. All right, goodbye. Bye. This has been the Seltzer Cast, hosted and produced by Sean Patrick O'Brien. Be sure to join us next week, my bubbly friends. Farewell for now. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music, Tim Wells for the voiceover, and Kira Koffer for the art. Thank you to Super Yaki for sponsoring the SeltzerCast. Be sure to follow our Twitter, at SeltzerCast, and our Instagram, which is seltzer.cast. See you next week.